The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. You've got the H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on those dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or the third-row seating gets your whole family in to experience the thrill together. The dual wireless charging pads make sure that no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead cell phone. Think about those adventurous activities you can do, like me taking a ski trip up with the family, maybe going on a camping expedition, anything and everything. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. And eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With more than 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It is a Saturday night. Hello to our video uh, subscribers on YouTube who got the alert. I am Matt Norlander. I am going to fly solo to start this show. Kyle Boone will join me in just a little bit here. Uh, a lot to cover. It's been a whirlwind day in college basketball. And frankly, tomorrow is Father's Day and I want to spend it with my with my children and uh, did not want to have to do a podcast. This is huge news. Bob Huggins has resigned. He intends to retire. Um, I do want to at least acknowledge the fact that we do have a heavy portion of our listenership that probably might have been minding its own business on saturday might not be even aware of this and either woke up to it sunday morning or got an alert or a podcast download on their phone it was a very busy very buzzy saturday in college basketball and it started uh with news trickling out relatively early on saturday morning i mean i got a tip on this uh before 9 a.m that huggins had been arrested the previous night indeed he was and we will get to those details there and Barely 24 hours after he was arrested for uh, a DUI with a blood alcohol level of 0.210, which is almost three times the legal limit, Huggins resigned from his post, and that is now official as we are podcasting here. He is a Hall of Fame coach. He resigns as the active leader in Division I wins. He held that title for a short period of time um, because Mike Krzyzewski had it, and then he retired, and then um, with Beheim also retiring, it was Huggins, but it is it is no more. Uh, he ends his career uh, in infamy and disgrace uh, and humiliation. There's a story up right now at cbssports.com about uh, a newser about that. We will also link that in the podcast description. Uh, there's a lot to get to here, and I do want to get into some detail of actually what happened because it is it was a the accounts by the police of of the state they found Huggins in and where he was. Uh, freight, 
they're frightening. They are uh, and, and alarming. So we'll get to that. Let's pay some bills here first off the top. Uh, here's a quick message from our sponsors, and then we're going to get into everything related to Huggins and his time being up at West Virginia. Wings for the game? Boom. Cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom. Cash back. Even a last-minute ice run can score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look, in sports, it's hard to predict who's going to take the W, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one it's a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Are you looking for a new basketball shoe? If so, this is Gary Parrish here to tell you that the New Balance 2-Way V4 features the groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Every step feels explosive and dynamic, and the upper construction features a lightweight textile that's supportive and breathable. So whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the 2-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the 2-Way at newbalance.com. So there's a lot to get to here. And again, uh, KB Kyle Boone's going to join me uh, in, in a little bit. I'm going to start off kind of holding court uh, solo here. And again, Saturday night. But, you know, this this could go down as the biggest headline of college basketball's offseason. Did not want to have our listeners wait until Monday, particularly not with uh, a coach of Huggins's uh, fame and prominence around the sport. I mean, I heard from a couple of coaches, obviously, on Saturday and um not so much a lack of surprise with this, which is a commentary unto itself, but just a step back, realize like this is one of like the five to seven biggest names and presences in the game. And, uh, and the way it's all crashed and burned for him, uh, obviously notable. And there have been, you know, ignominious ends to college coaches in major college sports on football and basketball over the years. But this is, this is up there with, uh, with some of the worst of them. I'm going to read you and interlace some of my own commentary. I'm going to read you the police report because I think it's important to really get an understanding of what exactly happened here on Friday and how dangerous this was and how fortunate Bob Huggins and any unnumber told of other human beings were spared of what could have been a much more serious and yes, deadly situation. So I'm reading straight off of the complaint from Pittsburgh police department. Bear with me. There's a lot here, but there's a lot to get to. And if you have not heard any of this stuff, it's going to really crystallize as to why an incident like this took barely 24 hours to end in Bob Huggins's resignation from the school. On June 16th, 2023, at approximately 2027 20, hours, so just about 830, uh, I, Officer uh, Elisa Folino, conducted a traffic stop on Merchant Street off of Ridge Avenue on a black SUV. I turned right on Merchant Street from Ridge Avenue and observed a black 2023 GMC Yukon Denali in the middle of the roadway. The driver's side door was open and a white male later identified as Robert Huggins was getting into the driver's side of the vehicle. All right, so the, he's first seen being outside of his car on a busy roadway. Huggins drove forward several feet and I could hear the distinct thumping noise of a flat tire. Other vehicles were trying to come the other direction up the street, but were unable to pass Huggins at this point. Excuse me, just got a little something in my throat there. <clears throat> Live podcasting, I love it. <clears throat> Pardon me. The officer says, I exited my vehicle to tell Huggins to move forward a little bit more so he was against the right curb and I would help him with the flat tire. 
The tire was shredded about three-fourths of the way around. Huggins drove forward several feet closer to the right curb. At this point, other vehicles were able to get by after the last vehicle passed Huggins to turn to turn left. He started a three-point turn. When Huggins was operating the vehicle, he was on and off the brake quickly, multiple times jerking the vehicle. Huggins started backing up, almost hitting the wall behind him. So just you already see a situation here that is distressing, not normal. Huggins is holding up traffic. It's 830 at night in Pittsburgh. The sun's not all the way down at this time of the year. It's in broad daylight. He's holding up traffic. All right. Statement continues. At this point, I turned my patrol vehicle lights on and called for backup. I approached from the driver's side as it was facing towards me. I asked Huggins to put the car in park. I asked Huggins if he had ID on him. He stated, yes, just give him a moment. I could smell the odor of an alcoholic beverage on his breath. His eyes were glassy and his speech was slurred and mumbling. Huggins took several moments to find his wallet with his ID. Several moments. Officer Bertan and Officer Smith approached the vehicle at this time. I verified Huggins' ID uh, through Index. She keeps going. Officer Bertan was having a conversation with Huggins while I was on with Index. Huggins was unable to explain how his tire got shredded or how he was going to fix it by turning around in the middle of the street. So think about this. Can't ex- he doesn't even know. The guy's got no tire at this point. Can't explain how this happened. Doesn't know the incident in which it happened. All right, The warning signs are already overwhelming at this point. We have not even gotten to the worst of it. He was unable to say where he was. He stated he was watching basketball with his brother at a basketball camp. When asked where the camp was, Huggins stated it was in, quote, Sherrodsville. Huggins could not tell us how he got to Pittsburgh. Huggins told Officer Bertan he remembered stopping at a Burger King and had a receipt. We're just starting here, folks. Huggins fumbled around with five different receipts that were not Burger King and was finally able to produce one from a Burger King. The receipt showed he purchased food at a Burger King in Washington, Pennsylvania at approximately 1330 hours. Now, I'm going to interject here. That's seven hours before Huggins got arrested. Washington, Pennsylvania, for many like me who don't know the area, aren't from the area, is 28 miles southwest of Pittsburgh, the Burger King that he was at, okay? Seven hours before he produces the receipt. Okay. Officer Bertan asked him how he got from the Burger King in Washington to here. Huggins could not explain anything that happened from the Burger King to the north side, north side being where he was in Pittsburgh at this point. Again, seven hours and Huggins doesn't have any explanation of what's happened in between there. This is 8.30 at night now. A few times, Huggins stated he was in, quote, Columbus. My interjection here, meaning Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio is three hours west and 185 miles. Not even close to each other, okay? Huggins thought he was in Columbus. This isn't... I understand when you hear details like this, you might even have a chuckle because it's so outrageous, but... It's not funny. This this is abhorrent behavior. Like he did how how out of his mind must Bob Huggins have been to have not known what city he was in, and we're gonna get to more of that, and thinking he was in a metropolis three hours to the west. It's unreal. <sighs> Huggins was in apparently in Ohio for a basketball camp earlier, and that's what led him to believe that he was potentially in Columbus. 
Statement continues. Officer Bertan asked Huggins approximately 10 times where he was actually at, and he never once responded with the current city he was in. Officer Bertan asked him what he was doing in the north side, and he finally got an answer out of him that his sister-in-law lives in the area. Huggins had no idea where his sister-in-law lived. There's still more. Officer Bertan asked Huggins to get out of the vehicle. Huggins complied and got out. While he was getting out, he started swaying backwards back into the vehicle, almost falling back into the driver's seat. Officer Bertan and I assisted Huggins to a flat area on the sidewalk. Officer Bertan started conducting standardized field sobriety tests. During the horizontal gaze and nystagmus test, apologies for butchering the pronunciation there, Huggins stated he did not wear contacts but did wear glasses as they were around a shirt. Huggins did not put his glasses on for the test. He could not keep his head still during the test. He had to be reminded repeatedly to keep his head still. All indicators of impairment were observed by Officer Bertan. Huggins stated at one point he could not see the pen. Officer Bertan told Huggins he could move his hat, which was down low near his eyes, so he could see the pen better. Huggins repeatedly asked the officer if he wanted him to move the hat. And the officer had to repeat to him that he was the one complaining he could not see the pen and was and Huggins could move the hat if he wanted. He took another test, could almost couldn't complete it, obviously failed. Uh, and then this is where it gets, you know, it's, it's already terrible. But how about this? Officer Bertan then conducted the one leg stand test. He explained the test to Huggins, then repeated it for him when he said he understood. And then Huggins said, no, I don't understand. Huggins thought about which leg he wanted to stand on, asking Officer Bertan which leg he wanted him to stand on. The officer explained it was his choice. Huggins eventually thought about all his leg surgeries and which one would be better to stand on. Officer Bertan had to suggest a leg which he would use after Huggins could not remember which leg he had surgery on first. Huggins stood on his right foot for the test. All indicators of impairment were observed. He raised his arm for balance. He failed it. I'm just going to pass through this point. He failed. He failed the test. They had to explain it to him three times. So at that point, Huggins gets arrested without incident. Uh, phone and wallet were kept in the vehicle. At this point, the first officer that sees Huggins when he's out of the car, the very start of this, I observed empty beer cans and a white garbage bag on the front passenger side floorboard of Huggins's vehicle. In the trunk of the vehicle was another white garbage bag of empty metal beer bottles. A cooler was located right behind the center console in the vehicle with nothing in it, but it was wet. The vehicle was towed. Nothing of value. No contraband were observed. Um, he was eventually taken back for a breathalyzer. After multiple failed attempts, Huggins blew a 0.210, indicating there was alcohol in his system. 0.210 is nearly three times the legal limit. He was taken to the hospital for a blood draw. There was no further incidents. He was eventually released from custody. There is body and dashboard camera footage of this that will eventually get out um, and it will not be a pretty scene. Um, okay. There was a lot to, uh, to digest with all of that. But that's why this is all too easy to understand why this didn't take a lot of time. Sometimes you'll have an incident with a coach and there's other factors and I'm going to get to that. Sometimes there's a, there's an ugly incident with a coach. And even if the end is inevitable, we know how the story is going to end. It takes a day or two or four. This was not going to be the case with Huggins. I was told early that it was going to go Sunday at the latest and Saturday was possible. Sure enough, Saturday it was done. Huggins met with his team Saturday night, nine Eastern, 
told him he was not going to be coaching them anymore, sent his resignation into the university. What choice do we have? By the by, with all of this, Taylor Swift was playing a con- is playing concerts in Pittsburgh at the Steelers football stadium. Don't know this to be a fact, but obviously logic would indicate this is a half mile from where the concert was ongoing at the time. Logic would dictate there was going to be a, an increased police presence around the general area. So we'll never know this to be fact or not, but merely having officers, an officer present in that area might have ultimately saved Huggins' life or others. Um, you know, obviously zero tolerance for getting behind a wheel and drinking. Zero. I've never done it and I never will. I know other people have done it and later come to regret those decisions. I know people still do it. It's one of the most selfless, destructive things anyone can do, and there should be zero tolerance for it in our society. Even more, you know, we come pretty come down pretty hard on, on drunk driving this country. Uh, can easily make the case that it's, it's not nearly as severe because you are driving impaired behind, uh, you know, two-ton, three-ton vehicle that can end the lives of innocent people there. So this was a no-brainer. On top of, oh, by the way, Huggins getting into hot water earlier this spring with his homophobic comments uh, and disparaging remarks about Catholics that he made on public radio in Cincinnati. Cincinnati, oh, by the way, was where Huggins got a DUI in 2004, which preceded by about nine months his ultimate resignation from that job. So Huggins has now resigned twice from two jobs, um, and both of those times uh, being catalyzed by DUI incidents there. It obviously is a very sad story. It's all of Huggins is doing. I don't think he would run from that. He did release a statement. He did release a statement on Saturday night confirming all of this. I'll read this to you briefly. Today, I submitted a letter to President Gordon Gee and Vice President and Director of Athletics, Ren Baker, informing them of my resignation and intention to retire as head men's basketball coach at West Virginia University, effective immediately. My recent actions do not represent the values of the university or the leadership expected in this role. While I have always tried to represent our university with honor, I have let all of you and myself down. I am solely responsible for my conduct and sincerely apologize to the university community, particularly to the student athletes, coaches, and staff in our program. I must do better, and I plan to spend the next few months focused on my health and my family so that I can be the person they deserve. It has been the honor of my professional career to lead the men's basketball program at my alma mater, and I take great pride in our accomplishments, but I am most proud of the tremendous young men who chose to spend their formative years with us and who have gone on to do great things with their lives. I was born in Morgantown, graduated from West Virginia University, and had the pleasure of coaching here for 17 seasons as an assistant or head coach. It will always be my home, and I will always be a Montaneer. Thank you to everyone who has supported our program over the years. It's meant more to me and my family than you ever could know. Um, it's a nice statement, but... Uh, but Bob's actions here just completely abhorrent, uh, really frightening. I mean, the details of that, uh, uh, that police report, that complaint are genuinely startling um, to, to see what is depicted there and him being on Huggins being not comprehending some of the questions can't make up for hours and hours of blocks of time thinks he's in another state in a city almost three hours away. It is, you know, to our knowledge here, there was, he was not in an accident. No one was hurt. And thank God, because it seems way, way too easy to envision how that would have not been the case. And again, thankfully, an officer saw him while it was still daylight outside 
and prevented anything else potentially worse happening, though his tire was shredded and he appeared to have run his course uh, driving that vehicle, however long before he was spotted with with the shredded tire and all of that. Um, Huggins obviously needs help. And I don't just say this based off of a, a you know, one event like this. Um, while I still don't have it as fact, um, it is, it is no secret that many, many speculated that when Huggins made the remarks he made on the radio, it was for one of two reasons. One, neither of them, which are excusable. One was he didn't know he was live or two, he was on a golf course at a charity event. He might've just been drinking to the point where he was just loose lipped at that point. And I don't want uh, Huggins, career is ending here. Uh, on very bad terms and humiliating terms. I don't want the Bob Huggins story to end in truly tragic ways. You know, he's 69 years old. He still has a future ahead of him if he wants it. And if he wants to take responsibility for this, I remember someone a few years back uh, who knows Huggins well, um, just in passing conversation, bringing up concern over... Huggins and how much he drinks. And this is by no means a secret, but it's, it's when all the stuff we don't see privately eventually seeps out in a very public and embarrassing way. Huggins is now subject to that. Maybe this is the thing that can help really save him going forward. Uh, And I certainly hope that it is, but he has stepped in it a number of times. and, And now West Virginia is in the middle of an offseason and could get its entire program blown up as a result. And this is all on Huggins. And he knows that it's that it's all on him. In terms of what we're going to get from a coaching perspective, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Gordon Gee and, uh, and Ren Baker said on Saturday night, um, they're going to take a look at an evaluation of leadership. The way this works in college basketball is that head coaches are on multi-year deals. Most assistants are not. Most assistants are on year-by-year deals that just get renewed. And usually it's when the fiscal year renews on July 1 that the coaches get their contracts renewed, even if it's a verbal understanding. Well, now you have Huggins resigning. No one really knows what to expect with the coaching staff. So Ron Everhart's the lead assistant, former D1 head coach. they did not name him interim head coach for the short term. Now, again, this is all happening over the process of 24 hours. And so we wait and see on that. Would not surprise me if West Virginia did seek to do a national search. But if you do that, uh, you know, Ren Baker, new AD there, been on the scene like uh, all but a year at this point. Um, risks losing half the roster. I mean, you could have any number of players that are going to go in the portal. Now West Virginia was shaping up to probably be a tournament team. And so while I understand the need to spin it forward with the coaching stuff still early, still don't quite know what we're going to get out of that, but uh, promoting Everhart in the short term and really making sure these assistants, there's not see the guy, what Huggins did is he, he, he screwed over his staff majorly because there aren't, a bevy of power conference assistant gigs out there right now. And if you bring in a a whole new coaching staff at this time of the year, those guys are now without a job potentially for at least, you know, at least nine months. So West Virginia hopefully will handle this appropriately with those assistants and not leave them out high and dry. 
We all send messages nonstop connected to work. Text, emails, checking in on projects, brainstorming for ideas. No matter what kind of work you do, communication is key. And Grammarly, it can really help you. Because Grammarly, it's your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so that you can make a bigger impact at work. If you lack confidence in your writing... Grammarly can fix that, and it can also make you more efficient in your day-to-day. Did you realize that 96% of Grammarly users report that Grammarly helps them craft more impactful writing? It's true. So it's time for you to make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Kyle Boone has joined me here on the pod. KB, do you got me? I got you. He's got me. He might be coming through your, uh, your, uh, your computer mic there, but you can hear me okay? I hear you just fine. There it is. There's hello, the- hello. Good evening. Hello. Hello. Yeah, been a busy, uh, busy day for us. Meantime, the U.S. Open, you know, is wrapping up here on the East Coast because they're playing out west. So we've had the golf, and Boone's been locked in on all of that as well. Um, I went solo. I went long for you know twenty minutes here on uh, on the hugging stuff. I will just uh, give the floor to you here um, and appreciate you pinch hitting here on a, on a Saturday night. Um, thoughts on on everything Huggins, West Virginia. Big 12 impact. Uh, take it away as you please, KB. Yeah, I think you did a good job of laying everything out. I'm not as long winded as you. I don't write as long as you. My articles are like two minute reads as opposed to 34 minute reads. Um, you are, you are Mr. Poetic. Um, I will just, I will just express sadness. I, f- I feel like it is, <clears throat> it is disappointing. It is gut wrenching to see someone make such terrible decisions um, to get behind the wheel after you've been, you know, allegedly drinking, um, is a terrible decision. It is absolutely taboo. It should never happen. Um, reading the police report is, is, is jarring. I mean, you, you got through some of the details here, but you know, he had a three fourth shredded tire and was clearly unaware. He could not account for most of his afternoon. Uh, he did not know where he was, and uh, this, his tenure at West Virginia ends really unceremoniously. I mean, we had the incident earlier this year where he was on radio and used a homophobic slur, apologized for that. He was reprimanded for that. He was suspended for that. And it, and it essentially, I think, kind of kickstarted what most people expected would be his last season with West Virginia. And now fast forward, he gets a DUI. He, this is, this is, this is it. He's resigning. This is the end of an era for, for Huggins, a hall of fame coach. It's the end of an era for, for West Virginia. He has, you know, the last decade kind of not totally defined the big 12, because I think if you think big 12, you, Bill self and, and Kansas kind of synonymous with this conference, but 
the the havoc style of West Virginia. I mean, it was a, a cultural relevant team and program for a long time. And Huggins embodied a lot of that. His teams embodied kind of his his personality, his his don't give an Fness. And it is um it's it's weird to see kind of all of it end the way it did today. Yeah, it's uh the sad thing is it's not unexpected. Mm-hmm. Like there's no there's no enthusiasm to do a podcast like this. There's absolutely no joy. There's a newsworthy need to get this out and to to spread some discussion to the people that care about the sport, that follow the sport. Um repeat what I said a few minutes ago. I, I do hope what happened on Friday night in Pittsburgh is the event that ultimately saves Bob Huggins' life and changes his life. I hope that is the case here. This is such a huge moment in his life filled with so many of them, but this is the lowest. I mean, you would have thought maybe the DUI in 2004 was the lowest moment. This is, this is, this is even worse. Um, and we have not even gotten to the inevitable release um, of, the, of the dash cam and uh, the body cam videos that will invariably uh, come out at, at some point there. But Huggins... Needs help. The good news is that he is, if he wants it, he will get it. Because Bob Huggins, being one of the more, and I don't really have a relationship with Bob Huggins. Um, just you know, he's just one of those coaches where I've interviewed him a few times. He dressed me down at a UConn press post game press conference at the XL Center. You know, like 2011. Like I was on the wrong end of a Bob Huggins. Like you know, but I don't I don't know him personally that well at all. But I do know a lot of coaches who do know him well and um, personally well. And there will be an army of coaches willing and wanting to push Huggins in the right direction um, and make sure that this. He's try to make sure that this incident doesn't ever get repeated um, because clearly he needs, he needs that kind of help. And doing that uh, is way, way, way more important than any of his wins. It just is way more important than the, you know, decade long campaign that was out there to get him into the hall of fame that finally happened in 2022. So uh, yeah, it is uh it is it is not the way anyone wants to leave any kind of profession. Uh, he did resign. Uh, he obviously had no choice. If he did not, he was going to be fired. Um, in terms of the players, Kyle, um, what's interesting about this is that they will have the opportunity to transfer and be immediately eligible because of this, even the timing of this. Like anyone that is at West Virginia that went to play overwhelmingly because of Bob Huggins more than any given assistant or the school or whatever. Um, if those players choose to transfer um, one, you got to see how many, and there are actually, as a side note, there is no shortage of power conference schools. And um, this is going to be probably like a note and a notebook in July or whatever, but there's no shortage of powers conference schools right now that are, 11 out of 13 scholarship players, 12 out of 13 scholarship players. Kentucky's at eight right now, right? There's no shortage of schools that have the room actually to have these guys transfer if they so please. But if you were curious about um, that transfer situation, uh, barring something that I don't see being on the table, anyone that wants to uh, transfer will be allowed to. And they'll even get a a grace period here uh, now that Huggins has resigned. Uh, I think they get a full-on month. But your thoughts on what might be next for the program here now that... uh, 
that it's at a major, major crossroads at the start of summer. Yeah, I I think when he had the incident with the homophobic slurb earlier this year, um, there was some question marks about what this roster would do if some of the players that were incoming would decide to go somewhere else. Now, uh, for the most part, I think this roster had stayed intact. Now I think it's a legitimate question because next year's team was really built on a pretty stacked incoming transfer class. Like this is uh, this is a really quality incoming group led by you know, Syracuse's Jerry's, Jesse Edwards, Kirk Creesa from, from Arizona is incoming Raekwon battle, um, Jose Perez and Omar Silverio. Uh, so it's, it's difficult to see that all of these players will continue with their commitments. That it certainly could be the case. This is a, this is a timing wise, uh, it's not too late for for these players to pick somewhere else, but uh, it's not it's not likely, or it's it's it doesn't happen very often where um, a situation like a job opens up in in mid June. Um, so we'll see, I guess, what happens. But I, I think the majority of this this roster next season was going to be kind of hinged upon transfers, and now I think it's it's a huge question mark. So. Um, in this era of NIL, I, I would expect it it could end up being a feeding frenzy. Like the the amount of available talent that is currently out there as teams kind of piece their rosters together for next season is pretty bleak. It's pretty thin. I mean, you're seeing Kentucky take like three star recruits and and like Kentucky fans are like kind of happy about it. Um, so that's kind of the the pickings that are out there are not very good. So if they do opt to end up going back on the market, some of these transfers, this is a really loaded transfer class. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be a lot of big name programs probably lurking out there. I think that's the big, obviously the big question mark with, with what goes forward with this, uh, with this, with this team and with this roster next season. Yeah. Jesse Edwards from Q's Kirk Risa, Arizona, Trey Mitchell, out of Texas. Uh, Jose Perez was been there for a little bit. He came from Manhattan. He was uh, the best player in the Mac, arguably when he transferred at the time he did before the start of last season, he didn't get immediate yep. eligibility. Um, uh, were you going to say something, KP? Yeah, I agree. Yes, he is. He is technically there, but yes, he, he will be have eligibility. I think he had an eligibility fight all of last year. So um, I'm sure he does not want to deal with something like that. And I would imagine the NCAA is going to give him some grace. They'll probably give this entire mm-hmm. roster um, transfers and, and non-transfers, quite a bit of grace. They'll, they'll probably be able to pick. If they want to stay, they can stay. But the, if they want to choose to go somewhere else, they'll probably be given grace to do so. Um, agreed. I've, I've, I'm, looking at, uh, I'm looking at the chat here. Um, I, think, uh, I think our buddy Russ from the Boneyard dropped in uh, a John Beeline reference. I mean, maybe. Uh, I never say never. Um, as we're doing this pod, and uh, let me see, I haven't... Uh, I haven't gotten any text on this, but I'm seeing on a credit where it's appropriate here. Um, Pat Forty, a Sports Illustrated, uh, tweeted, uh, citing some sources, West Virginia search will be national and focus on a full-time replacement, not an interim. While there was a risk that some new transfers uh, then could turn around and leave, keeping the roster intact will not be as important as the right long-term coaching fit. I would agree with that. Uh, would be intrigued to see what the targets would be. Um, and I don't want to go too deep dive, frankly, on a, on a head coaching 
where's West Virginia turn right now? That's going to develop in the next uh, few days, but you got to figure Everhart on the staff. We'll get a, we'll get a chance there. Um, uh, Ren Baker, the AD was formerly at North Texas. Uh, Grant McCaslin will not be leaving Texas tech to go to West Virginia that I can promise you. Um, Ross Hodge is the head coach at North Texas. Never been a head coach before. Uh, I would consider him a long shot. Um, I assume they will call Joe Missoula, who's not. Why would you leave the Celtics to coach your alma mater, uh, especially you got an NBA job, you're young. Uh, but you never know. There was actually curiosity about Missoula's job security before yep. Brad Stevens said he would be retained on. So we'll see on that. The West Virginia job in general, uh, a little bit odd. Uh, very much uh, uh, culture fit matters significantly there. Um you, you know, over the years on, on not just men's basketball side, but in many sports, the people that tend to get hired there uh, have direct ties to the state and the university. So maybe that becomes a thing. Uh, maybe not. The job itself in the Big 12 is in a top half job in the league. Um, it has been geographically isolated since now he's joining. So now you've got a little bit uh, of a one of one team that's somewhat close by. But um, but there are challenges there, although um West Virginia has been considered to because the transfer class was among the better ones uh, this entire uh, transfer period, if you will, KB. Um, the NIL situation has been viewed as as among the better ones at the power conference level, and therefore one of the better ones in college basketball. So we will uh, we'll wait and see on that. We can go big picture real quick. Future like the future of West Virginia men's basketball. Huggins is out, right? Um, before him, you had Beeline, who did a wonderful job there. Um, the program has some history. I wouldn't call it a top 25 program all time in the, in the sport or anything like that. But uh, with no Bob Huggins and with this big 12, which is going to get to 12 teams. And then we'll see after that, we don't really know what the future, uh, you know, what, what's going to happen with that league going forward. And if the commissioner is going to try and blow it to 14 or 16, so not putting that aside, uh, what should fans be expecting from West Virginia in the next three to five years, even not knowing who the coach would be like, what's a reasonable expectation for a program at this level? Bottom half of the, of the big 12 conference. I mean, that, that is, um, it is a tough basketball league. It is a tough basketball league. And even Bob Huggins for as good a coach as he is, has, has struggled the last few years. I mean, I'll go through the win totals here over the last, um, decade or so 26 wins, 23 wins, 31 wins, 21 wins, 19 wins, goes down to 13, then 17. They have a really good four-year stretch, 25 wins, 26, 28, 26. That was uh, 2017-18 with Javon Carter. Saga Bacanate, the volleyball shot swatter, if you remember. Um, Last five seasons, 15 wins, 21 wins, 19, 16, and 19. So two losing seasons in the last five, only two NCAA tournament appearances since 2017-18 of course the COVID year there was no NCAA tournament but it is a it is a tough job and I think it will it will only get tougher in what will eventually be the new Big 12 with with Houston coming in that is going to be a really good basketball conference Cincinnati obviously coming in um, they're going to be geographically spread out I think it's gonna be harder recruit it's already I think a hard place to recruit now the NIL situation um may be favorable and and maybe that will help them. I, they're obviously committed a ton of resources to sustaining that program and being competitive in the big 12. But um, yeah, I mean, it, all it takes really is, is finding a, a really good coach to build around. I mean, I don't think anyone would have thought that Texas tech would be a top half of the league mm-hmm. type of program. They go get Chris Beard, 
turn the program around. Um, we'll see what they do under, under McCaslin. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be a really, really tough job for whoever takes that, uh, West Virginia replacing, replacing Huggins who, you know, was, was the bedrock there. He was kind of West Virginia personified. Um, the big 12 is just, it's brutal, man. It's brutal. It's going to be a really tough job. Yeah. Kind of pull behind the curtain here is that my expectation, and I talked with sources on this for a while. Um, this is even before the Huggins radio stuff, uh, was that I thought it was possible he would retire this spring, but really 24 would be the year that he'd wrap up. And so then the radio stuff happened and almost certainly it was going to be this. I don't know if it would have been a farewell tour. Uh, Cause after what he did to hold on to his job, remember he was facing a three game suspension and all that. Um, was going to give some runway to Ren Baker, who's never been a power conference AD, uh, to scout out and build out a list of candidates. And this is this is a major thing for an athletic director. You know, you get into that. You you work to you get into college administration. You want to be an athletic director, and you want to get to the power conference level, right? So you finally get to a level in a, in a, in a Big Six league, and you're in the Big Twelve, the best basketball conference in the country, and uh, and now you have the situation just put on your lap. Uh, be interesting to see how Baker adjusts to this uh, no doubt already has a, a list of names i mean what happened with huggins on the radio that already expedited that process there and we will see if they go national and they get and they and they make a hire got to do it before we get out of june so uh the wheels will be turning and with the way this business works uh this was a really sad incident uh, uh, avoidable entirely had Huggins had control over his impulses and decisions, which he just did not. And, um, but even with that coaches are going to be coaches that want this job are going to be telling their agents, get me an interview and the, the wheels will be, will be emotion on that. Any closing thoughts here, GP or GP <laughs> GP KB, any closing thoughts, KB before we get out of here? Uh, no closing thoughts. I think you did a good job summing this up. Um, do not drink a drive. It is, it's not funny. It's not a laughing matter. Um, I hope this is a lesson for, for Bob Huggins. I hope this is a lesson for everyone. Um, stay, stay safe out there. Seriously. Yeah, no, this, you know, and don't even feel like it's getting up on a pedestal saying this, like this is, there are people in this world that have lost loved ones, people in this world that have had loved ones be severely injured, um, through no fault of their own, just being, at the wrong place when it, when someone that was inebriated was behind a wheel and then they pay the price, let alone the people that are doing this to themselves. So, um, yeah, just I hope an incident like this uh, alerts people that either sometimes behave like this or know people to at least, you know, say something, speak up, and uh, let's collectively try and do better as a, as a society when it comes to this stuff. Because, again, it is a minor miracle given the information from that police report that Huggins got out of this unscathed and anyone else uh, in whatever area and part of Pennsylvania and or Ohio he was in um, also did. I want to thank everyone for tuning in late on a Saturday, man, middle of the off season, but did want to get you this podcast. We do appreciate you so much. If you have watched on YouTube live or are watching after the fact, please do. Uh, hit the like button, help uh, boost engagement of this. Continue to review the podcast if you can and review it well. Uh, rate it with five stars. We do appreciate you. We have a lot of draft content coming up. We will have a mock draft episode. K 
KB and others will be a part of that. Um, got some moving parts going on, so can't say exactly when our next episode will be, but we still have multiple episodes coming here on draft week. And if there's other college hoops news, we will fit that in as well. I want to say enjoy the U S open on Sunday. I want to say happy father's day to all of the parents out there. KB, you got anything? Let's end on, let's land on a happy note here. What do you got planned on father's day? Happy father's day to everyone out there. Um, can we break some news on the podcast? We're 40 minutes in. Uh, let's, uh, let's do it. I'm going to be a dad times two. Pretty excited about it. Uh, and I'm rooting for Rory because What's there is wrong? a there's like a 68% chance we name our kid Rory. Now you're deciding to go see. You told me I'm don't say pumped. the other name. You told me the names you were debating with like months yes. ago. I appreciate yes. it. I feel privileged to know that information. But like many people, my wife was one of them. Was like, there's no chance in hell we are telling anyone what our children's names are before they're out of the world. <laughs> so we did. It's the- it's not official. I'm still working on. I'm still working on my wife here. Uh, Brooks or Rory? It was down to Brooks or Rory. Uh, you um, do just said both. Uh, yeah. Well, we haven't decided yet. Uh, if Rory runs tomorrow, I feel like that'll help my case. Uh, huge Rory fan. Um, but yeah, happy Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Hope you enjoy some time with your family and your loved ones. Go hug on your family. Um, yeah. How about this? Can we just can we commit to this on the show right now? Rory wins the U.S. Open. That's the name. I think you commit to it right here. Let's do it. I'll okay. commit to it. If Rory, hey, Matt, you're, Rory you're, hold on now. You guys are trying to do this without Kyle's wife getting a say in this. Yeah, this right. sounds way, like a bad idea on a Saturday as well. Shouts to Nada for getting this done and making <laughs> it happen. Um, yeah, no, I think that's exactly what's going on. We, we got to have a rooting interest for Sunday beyond just like who your favorite golfer is. So yeah, everyone's going to be, everyone's got to root for Rory on Sunday. Got to have something to root for. Let's Tell go you Rory. No, no offense. Don't name him Wyndham. Okay. I think I stayed in a Wyndham Clark circa 2016. So just, how dare you? Is he, how is dare he a poke? Is he a poke? He's a poke. How, no. Yes. He's a poke. How dare you? I would, I would nice have, Wyndham Clark. I'm Wyndham going, Clark. I'm going my top three choices with that name. I'm saying, I'm saying Stanford, Carolina, and Ole Miss. <laughs> Wyndham <laughs> Booth. going to one of those three schools. Yeah. Wyndham Norlander. It's got a ring to Wyndham. it. Right? But it uh, should be good. Hey, happy Father's Day to everyone. Enjoy it. I'm going to try and uh, I think take my older one to the, the chipping and putting. I, I, I haven't even looked to see if there's tea times available, to be honest. I, I already know that situation. But got a local muni. Go and uh, we don't need to go and play nine or anything like that. So do that. Enjoy a little soccer in the backyard, a little golf, see what else we can get done. And uh, nice. appreciate it. Appreciate everyone listening. We'll be back real soon. Until then, take care and be safe. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. 
Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.